totally tubular. I just kickflipped my way in here. Hello and welcome back to Drunken Book Club. I'm your totally bodacious host, Christopher the Rupal, joined with... Your radical co-host, Sam. Totally tubular. She's my cousin. Let's make out. What the fuck? <laughs> and uh, hey, welcome back. New year, new book month is what uh, the theme for January is for this for this month. And uh, for this, I chose uh, both me and Sam both chose books from series that we haven't read before. And this is the first book of the month that we're choosing. The next one, oh, you guys will be excited for the next one. It's so much, it's going to be so much better, I'm hoping. <laughs> not that the one that we read was, like, terrible or anything. It, it was it, mid. Yeah. Not the worst thing we've started out a year with. But we read The Graveyard School, book number two, The Skeleton on the Skateboard. Oh, yeah, that was a, that was a book, all right. <laughs> it, it, it had a beginning, middle, and end. It certainly did. Uh, Sam, what did you pregame on before we even, before we get any further? You gave me a shot of a skid mark, of the skid mark? Yep, I, uh, we both had a skid mark. I had one version, and then I had the version you had. And, uh, if you want the recipe for the skid mark, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash club, where I post all our recipes. Woo! And, uh, did you, you're currently nursing something? A Midnight Run Coffee Sout. Yummer! And I'm currently nursing whatever you'd call lemonade, rum, and a little bit of strawberry watermelon uh, meal or whatever it's called. Generic brand meal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are our drinks for this one. Sam, what were your first impressions of this book? What did you think the skeleton on the skateboard was going to be about? They thought they saw something spooky, like a skeleton on a skateboard. And then mm-hmm. it turns out to be something else. Or is it? Dun, 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 dun. Wait, no. Ah. It, I felt like it was going to be a Goosebumps ripoff kind of vibe of that. I mean, it definitely was. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying that's what I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what I thought was, like, if this book isn't about a skateboard riding skeleton who died over Dead Man's Curve and now haunts the graveyard he resides in, I have no faith in graveyard school. Uh, guess what? My prediction was 100% correct. I did not read a single thing about this. And I was very surprised with how accurate that was. I was just, like, joking. I was all like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a fucking skeleton who went down Dead Man's Curve, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't know. That's, just, like, the first thing that I think of when I think of, like, <laughs> like a skeleton on a skateboard or something. It's like... Well, I knew it was going to have, like, a Dead Man's Drop or Dead Man's Curve yeah, or whatever. something along those lines. Because dead in it. Ooh, spooky. <sighs> so, let's talk about this cover. We have the skeleton of Tony Hawk skateboarding down a hill in a sweet action pose. The skeleton of Tony Hawk is wearing his classic outfit of a gray hoodie, cutoffs, and his responsible safety gear. Because safety first. Even though the skeleton in this book doesn't wear, uh... What doesn't wear safety gear? Yeah, it doesn't wear safety gear. He is not standards and practices approved. Yeah, unlike the cover of this book. The kids are standards and practices approved, though. Yes, yes. I mean, I would, oh god, if they didn't. <laughs> they were like, helmets are for nerds. Helmets are for geeks. Melvins! Yeah, no. Alrighty. Alrighty, so what's the story? And Sam, as always, don't be afraid to interrupt with your notes, your jokes, and your sound effects. Alrighty, chapter one. We meet our protagonist, Skate McGraw. Is this a fucking robot chicken sketch, <laughs> is my first note. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding me with this? Like, <laughs> that is this... 
It's a nickname. It turns out to be a nickname, obviously. Yeah. But he, his name's everyone like Ryan, him, isn't it, right? Yeah, Ryan. But everyone, including the teachers, call him Skate. It's like me when, what's it called? Teachers called me Rupal. I'm not yeah. kidding. I had a lot of teachers call me Rupal. So, I mean, for what it's worth, that's my last name. But still, it's, it was kind of my nickname, though. Well, there were also like a billion Chris's. Yeah. Well, even when I didn't have another Chris in the class, they would call me Rupal. Mm. So, Mm. Skate has crashed after trying to skate Dead Man's Curve near the graveyard near their school called Graveyard School. His cousin Vicky is there to remind him he's not ready and that he'll never be ready because no one has ever done Dead Man's Curve. But Skate knows he'll do it. Someday. Skate thinks that if he can do Dead Man's Curve that he can get skateboarding in the Olympics and that wish came true all the way in the year 2021. That's pomp and circumstance. Yeah, he graduated into it. Okay. <laughs> Skate begins to practice and tries to invent a new move, but fails multiple times. They decide to head back because it's getting dark, but Skate hears something. Someone else skateboarding, but the pair don't see anyone. They leave, and Vicky thinks they're being watched. And if she had turned back... She would have found out that they were. <gasps> Chapter 2. It's the next day and we're at school. We're introduced to the assistant principal, Mr. Luker, who seems to be trying way too hard to be chummy with the student body. Skate makes it, a, makes it to class and then fantasizes about the time he tried Dead Man's Curve over the summer and got seriously injured. Later that day, Skate is called to the office and we learn his real name is Ryan. He's informed that he has to go straight home after school to watch his kid sister because the babysitter has to leave. Skate is pissed. After school, Vicky is skating and local douchebag and thick boy, uh, Eddie Hoover, is trying to hang with her. So something that I will say that's kind of funny with the whole Principal Ryan interaction yeah. is he's like, I can't, I don't want to. And he's like, do you want to call your mom and tell him? Do you want to? And he's like, no. And he's like, that's what I fucking thought. No, that was the uh, secretary. That was the secretary? Yeah. But it was still funny. A like, male secretary. Nice. This this book is progressive. But it was still that thought of like, call her then. Do it. Yeah, tell you her. You tell your mom. And he's like, no. And it's like, yeah, that's what I thought, bitch. That's what <laughs> this, I thought. This book's progressive. It has a girl skateboarder and a male secretary. Just saying. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Vicky decides she's going to Skate's house and hopefully leave Eddie in her dust. She takes off, but Eddie follows, and she eventually elbows the thick boy in the gut, and he gives an even harder chase. He eventually pushes her into some kids biking and a fire hydrant. She thinks she can ollie over them, but can she? <gasps> Chapter 3. She does. But she does end up crashing into a car, but Skate and his little sister Christine saw the whole thing. They head back to Skate's house and have some flight juice. The choice of pro skaters. Sadly, not a real product. I, I had to, I really did look it up because I was like very interested in seeing uh, if flight uh, juice was real. I was ninety percent sure it was just the we can't say Gatorade. Yeah, yeah, or I, whatever drink. Yeah, vitamin water. <laughs> and Skate can't help but feel proud that his cousin was able to jump over the hydrant he once thought she couldn't. The next day at school, there's rumors going around that someone has successfully gone down the dead man's curve. This upsets Skate. Chapter four. After school, Skate and Vicky are near the dead man's curve, waiting to meet the mad person who skated it. Vicky thinks that whoever it was probably the kid who died is probably the kid who tra died trying to skate down the curve years ago. It's getting late. The pair decide to leave, but before they can, they hear the familiar sound of skates on the street. The duo hide, but when Vicky hides, she's grabbed by a pale figure 
who she thinks is a ghost. <laughs> but it turns out to be that asshat Eddie, Eddie and his goons. You almost said Eddie Izzard. I almost did. Yeah. I, she has I, nothing to do with this. Yeah, she has nothing to do with this. Leave Eddie Izzard out of this. I'm sorry. I love her. She's a great. She's great. I love her. Yeah. Okay. Skate and Vicky storm off. She's too good for this. She is too good for this. <laughs> Although she's been in some like. She was in the movies. wild. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like to be That's fair, a koala. She, she's been in some bad shit. Like, wasn't she also like in like Rock Dog or something like that? Yes. And also, Spongy, can you? I mean, no, I'll just look it up myself. But Spongy, uh, you've seen Rock Dog. Think, you can tell us. I think she's also an Abominable as like the millionaire guy that was on like wanting to collect all the like rare animals. Our Abominable was good. It was pretty good. Yeah, like it was actually not not the worst movie I saw at my last job. Yeah. Next day after school, they return once more to the hill, but Vicky forces Skate to leave early as it gets too creepy when it gets too dark. Skate asks if she really believes in ghosts, and she tells Skate that he talks too much. <laughs> I love that part. Like, that was so funny. Uh, for what it's worth, Skate is the strong, silent type. So when she said that, I I honestly really laughed hard. That's yeah, why I had to include it. Because, yeah, he, he barely says anything, and Vicky's like, I'm just going to talk all the time. Yeah, she, like, it's kind of interesting to have a protagonist that doesn't talk that much. Yeah. And, like... He's a good, strong, silent type, I think. Yeah. You get a good feel for his character, too. Like, it's not just like, okay, it's not like Bella in Twilight, where it's like, what are you? And she's like, I'm not like other girls. What are you, Bella? Not like other girls! (laughs) Anyways, chapter five. The next day, after school, Skate sees Eddie and one of his goons on the skateboard hill practicing. Skate hates to admit it, but Eddie is getting better, and he's jealous of his new monster skateboard that Skate had seen at the mall and wanted. Eddie then taunts Skate about his old board, and Vicky shows up, and the real tension begins. Eddie challenges Skate to a board down Dead Man's Curve. Whoever wins gets both boards. Skate wants to do it now, but Eddie says no. It has to be at midnight during a full moon. The next full moon is Halloween. Usually I do my research on this kind of thing, but I was like, man, I'm not going to do my research on this shit. Well, I figure it was also probably just one of those, like, it's convenient for those things to, like, it adds more ambiance. Yeah. Skate accepts the challenge. Eddie leaves, and Skate isn't so sure he can do this, but he has a plan to ask how the person who supposedly skated down the dead man's curve did it. (laughs) Chapter 6. Vicky and Skate are on the search for a mysterious skater who did dead man's curve. They go to the person who claims to have seen it, a third grader. The only info they give is they saw the thrasher and that they were skinny. Going in with this info, Skate and Vicky wait for the border to appear, and when Skate is about to give up, they appear. It's a tall, skinny fellow by the name of Ben Morrow. <laughs> yeah, real creative name There's actually there. one other one that's in there. Yeah? Mort House. Yeah, yeah. That was, that, that I'm like, oh, you really, you really took, you just wanted to make more, some more dead puns. Yep. The strangest thing about him is that he's not wearing any safety equipment. Skate and Vicky explain that they need Ben's help to beat Dead Man's Curve. Ben agrees to help Skate, but in return, he wants something important from Skate. Skate offers his board, but Ben says that's not enough for his guaranteed win. Ben says that they'll meet again and disappears into the sunset. And you just put, like, random guitar riffs of... Yeah. Like, like fucking Rocket Power <laughs> music stingers. Chapter 7. Two days later, and Skate is practicing while waiting for Ben to reappear. When he slips up and falls, Ben appears and tries once more to strike a deal with Skate. As Ben is trying to make his demands, Vicky appears to cockblock him and prevents Skate from getting a lesson from Ben. Skate ignores her and then tries to make the deal before knowing what it is that Ben wants. But Ben has once again disappeared. The cousins have a huge argument as Skate doesn't feel like he can do it on his own. But Vicky truly believes in him. Skate leaves angrily to find Ben once more. Chapter 8. Three days until Halloween, 
and Skate is nervous about his competition as he can't find Ben Merrill anywhere. And even worse, Skate and Vicky aren't on speaking terms. <gasps> Skate practices it on, though, knowing that he isn't getting better. It's starting to get dark out, so Skate heads home, but someone else is there, and they grab him when he's passing the graveyard. So, the one thing I do like, it's either this chapter or the next chapter, mm -hmm. when he talks about that frustration of trying to get better and just being stuck at it's that plateau. One. Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. Chapter 9, it's Vicky. She wants to talk to Skate about Ben and how there's no evidence of his existence. Vicky thinks he's the spirit of the man who died on Dead Man's Curve and wants Skate to help her find his gravestone. Oh, maybe it was a little bit earlier. Oh, no, I think it was the chapter where, like, he's literally worried to get in that big argument. It's, like, two chapters ago. Yeah. But, yeah, it just feels like it... it yeah, I've been there before, not with skating, but with other things of, yeah. like, the... Come on, I just need this one thing, and it just will not and happen. And it sucks when you're really good at it already, but you can't get that far. Well, and I've talked with other people about this, but the feeling of, like, when people say, oh, you're so talented, mm -hmm. it's like talent only gets you that far. Mm -hmm. It can't push you over to the next step. Yep. And it then feels frustrating, but you're so talented. Shut the fuck up. And Shut the fuck up. I think that, what's it called, skate might have a form of autism, or, like, one of those kind of, like areas where it's just he's so hyper fixated on being this good at this one thing yeah skating is his thing yeah next it'll be trucks no <laughs> trains. trains trains right uh i'm on chapter nine vicky thinks he's a spirit they want to find the gravestone skate reluctantly agrees to help her find it they're unable to find it and when they're about to leave a tall figure approaches the pair chapter 10 it's basement bart the old pervert janitor of graveyard school <laughs> You do the fuck is basement Bart? They're like it's basement Bart, and I'm like, who? Run! Yeah, I literally told you that. I was like, Sam, there's a character who's like clearly supposed to like make sense in this world, but I'm like, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, and I remember reading it and being like, what? Yeah, I was like, did I miss something? Because I know sometimes I'll skim and I'll miss details. Yeah, no, basement Bart was not earlier in this book okay. at all, as far as I could tell. And like, I read these, I don't skim unless I'm really bored, and I wasn't bored by this one, so I did not skim. Basement Bart was probably in the previous book. He's, I think he's just part of the Graveyard School. He's just like... Like, like there's characters in these books, apparently, that just happen to appear all over the place. Kind of like Fear Street. Where it's, it's a like, universe kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same universe, you know, same school. Yeah. But yeah, that's just where I was like, I do not know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah, no clue. That's why I put... He's a pervert, right? That's why they're afraid. The kids run in fear. Yeah, and Chris, and Chris put, I'm only assuming he's a perv with how the kids run from this man we've never heard of. Because, yeah, it literally yeah. is that and then run and then never explained. Yeah, never explained. The next day at school, Skate and Vicky notice Eddie is looking paler and thinner all of a sudden. Chapter 11. It's Halloween Day. Nothing... It's Halloween! 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 Nothing really important happened in this chapter except Skate left his house to head to the competition. Yeah, really nothing. That, that's it. Yeah, that was that's, it, really. That's everything. Chapter 12. So you had two really easy chapters to read there. Yep. Vicky, Eddie and Vicky are atop the hill watching for Skate to arrive. Eddie thinks Skate has chickened out, but soon Skate arrives. It feels like the whole school is there to watch these two compete. The rules are set for the competition. They'll both go down the hill three times and see who can do it the most. If it's a tie at the end, they'll race each other, and whoever does it quickest wins. They both do their three runs, and neither of them makes it. It's time for... Sudden Death! Chapter 13. Eddie and Skate get ready to race, and then they're off. They both make it further than each of their runs, but when they get to before the curve, Skate notices Eddie is struggling to stay on his board. Then Ben Merrill appears, 
But he's a skeleton. <gasps> but who was phone? But who was skateboard? Skate is freaked out, and Eddie is still struggling on his board, not able to fall off, and he cries, Help me. To Skate. Help me. Chapter 14. Ben places a bony hand on Eddie, and they lunge forward. Eddie is going to win, but he's not going to be able to enjoy his victory, as he's taking a trip to the dark side. That's that's what the book put. I thought that was funny. Yeah. They can't put hell. <laughs> Skate decides to help Eddie. He shoves the two away from each other and beckons Ben to chase him. Ben chases after Skate, but Skate is able to outrun the skeleton and make it down Dead Man's Curve without fail. As he passes the finish line, Ben... Well, let's just read what happens to Ben on page 111. Behind him, he heard a horrible sound, like a thousand bones being ground to dust. A cloud of blood-red smoke surrounded him as he tried to slow down. The image of Ben Morrow hovered beside him for a millisecond. Then the skull's empty eyes, blazing evil fire, the teeth grinding together in an unearthly rage. Then it shattered. Yeah, Skate has won. Eddie keeps his end of the deal and gives up his expensive board, and takes his loss well. Skate is met with a bombardment of congratulations, and the student body slowly heads back home. Vicky and Skate are the last to leave, but Skate notices Eddie's board is getting hot all of a sudden, and he tosses it into the nearby stream. It boils the water in the stream, and the night becomes still. They head on back home, and themes seem back to normal. Chapter 15 the end. It's, it's literally just a a really bland epilogue. Yeah, it was like the Eddie end. Eddie doesn't skate anymore. Yep. Uh, Sam, do you have any uh, notes for this one? I don't have many because I just felt very kind of milked. Like I didn't really have much else to add. <laughs> I actually to had it. a lot to. I actually had a lot. But before we get any further, Chris, drop some rocket power background music for random pop culture items: Nerf balls, The Incredible Hulk, Ninja Turtle, and. Big Bird. That was random pop culture items in a book. Didn't haven't had one of those in a while. Yeah. It's been a little bit. Alright, Skate is a boy of few words. I like him. I think he may have a form of autism. Skate refers to the person who skated Dead Man's Curve as a true vert dog. Vert reverts Vert refers to ramp skating. This is clearly street style skating. You know you're right, because yeah. 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 There's a graphite core in the monster skateboard that Eddie has. Is it radioactive or what? Because that's... You know what a graphite core is used for, right? It's to cool down, like, the... What's it called? The cores of nuclear power plants. I thought that was carbon rods. It's, it's graphite cores. Okay. Yeah. So apparently it's fucking nuclear. Yeah. Dwid is the weirdest word for an insult. Yeah. They keep referencing people that I feel like I should know, but don't. And I feel like some of it was very much like the school thing of, like, everyone knows this kid. Yeah. But then Basement Bart, I was like... Basement Bart! I find the action in this one to be pretty good, but just wish they didn't spend so much time with a lot of random filler. They describe a lot of people's clothing in this book. Oh, yeah. Like, I did not need. Alrighty. Uh, so, random question time. It's, it's, this is one of my favorite uh, segments on the show. Where I ask random questions. I only have two, though. Thoughts on skateboarding? I mean, I think it's a cool sport. And, like, in certain areas it can be a good mode of transportation. Yeah. But it does definitely, when it's, like, the no skating indoors and shit like that, that's fair. Yeah. And, yeah, it's one of those, like, it's a sport. Yeah. I, li- like, I like I like skateboards. I think It takes a tight. lot of school. Or skill. Yeah. You're sitting a little bit. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it takes a lot of skill. It was one of those things that... 
because we were both 90s kids. Yeah. That they always made it seem like such a cool thing. And then I was like, oh, no, this is... This is scary. This yeah, is I dangerous. I don't want this. <laughs> My parents got me, like, a cheap-ass one that, like, could turn into a scooter. Yeah. One, I think you just sucked at both, honestly, like, yeah. for being honest. Scooters are tough, too. Well, this was, like, a four... It was, like, the wheels of a skateboard, but I'm, like... Oh, that's Yeah, it was weird. weird. It was a weird thing. Yeah. I think yeah. my parents were like, that way you can just get both and you can shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Part of it is learning how to fall. Yeah, that's a big And that's the part that my brain goes, no, no, I'm done. I'm done. Goodbye. Yep. That's fair. That's very fair. Alrighty. Now it's time for a segment of the show that I'm going to call Skeletons Smash or Pass. I'm going to name a skeletal character and Sam, you're going to tell me if you'd smash or pass. Okay. Let's go ahead and start off with the titular uh, skeleton on a skateboard himself, Ben Marrow. Pass. Jack Skellington. Five, four. Smash, but it's like a one-time thing. All right. Uh, the dancing skeletons from the skeleton dance. Pass. Okay. Sands. Smash. Dry bones. I'm trying to remember who dry bones is. The, the skeletal Koopa. Huh? The skeleton Koopa. Okay, uh, pass. Papyrus. Depending on who writes him, Smash. Just his original Papyrus. We're not talking about fucking fanfic. Uh, let's say Smash, why not? Fuck it, still. Hector Barbosa from Pirates of the Caribbean. He's a skeleton? Well, yeah. I guess the zombie part. Yeah. yeah. Smash. <laughs> Manny Calavera from Grim Fandango. Smash. Ghost Rider. Which... <laughs> Is it Nick Cage Ghost Rider? Uh, it, it, it doesn't really matter. I feel like Smash, because also it's not necessarily a skeleton you're fucking. Yeah. No, no, it'd be the skeleton form. He'll be boning you. <laughs> and last but not least, Skeletor! A uh, pass. Why? He's got such a ripped bod. I don't know. It just feels like it would be uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm boning you. And that is Skeletons Smash or Pass with Sam. <laughs> Sam's getting boned tonight. Da! <laughs> and it's going to be ribbed for her pleasure. Uh, penis joke. You really think you're humorous, don't you? I'm the one who makes his jokes here. I'm going to do the one punch like Toki. <laughs> start punching you to get attention. <laughs> Alrighty, and then let's finish this segment with create your own gruesome ghost story at the end of this book. Alrighty, Sam. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, I think we're gonna take turns choosing words. I have a notebook right here if you want. Hey, go and grab the notebook real quick. First word. School subject. Science. Okay, you get the next word. It is an object, so. Penis? No. <laughs> uh, backpack. Okay, next word. Name of person. Weiss. Next is texture, greasy, and then object. Object again. A penis. Yeah, I'm going, I gotta put at least one penis There's in there. There's gotta be at least one penis. Okay. And then person. Uh, that's your turn. Um. I said penis. You, no, who did you put for Weiss. person? Uh, let's put Noelia. Noelia. Okay. I like that we're going with our friends. Why not? All right. It's more fun when you put your friends in the story. Type of animal. Uh, I'm gonna put wombat. Hey there, random zoo animal. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, person name. Uh, let's go... Do Brandon. Yeah, let's do Brandon. Why not? Brandon. We'll finish out that one. Action. Action. Uh, so a verb? So yeah, a verb. Line? Okay, um... Fuck. No. <laughs> no. Um... I don't know. Clap. Why not? 
And then it just says phrase. That's doable. <laughs> we've been That's watching. doable. Because we've been watching Metalocalypse and we just watched that episode. Yeah. Uh, turn the page. I'm not sure if there's more. There is more. Uh, animal. I'm going to choose stink bug. And last thing is something boring. Taxes. Ta oh, that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read this because I feel like I've got the best voice for it. Yes. Weird things have been happening in our science class. I think it may be haunted by a backpack. <laughs> I think I just... See, it would have been so funny if we put penis there. Uh, <laughs> I first discovered this when my teacher, Weiss... Turn to write on the blackboard. The lights went out. Suddenly, a big, greasy penis <laughs> appeared <laughs> over the teacher's head. See, it works in that way, though, too. Like... I mean, penis works for a lot of things. True. <laughs> My best friend, Noelia, screamed like a wombat. What does that even sound like? <laughs> My worst enemy, Brandon, jumped up and started to clap. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, that's Brandon. That's very much Brandon. <laughs> he saw the greasy penis and just went... Uh, everybody laughed, even though it was scary. Then the lights came back on. That's doable! <laughs> Our teacher shouted. <laughs> Settle down. Our teacher turned around, and much to our horror, had turned... Wait, what? Our teacher turned around, and much to our horror had turned into a stink bug. But that didn't prevent our teacher from giving us a 10-page homework assignment on taxes. And that was the scariest part of all. That was fun. That was that a was. fun one right there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> That's doable. <laughs> That's doable. That greasy penis is doable. <laughs> oh, I we need. A, I think I might have to take that one as a clip out of context for, for people. Yes. Who doesn't love a good Mad Lib? Alrighty. Sam, do you have any pairings for this one? Um, one of my thoughts was for a mid thing about like skateboarding and other kind of daredevil kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. I know you're going to, one of the ones, because we just watched an episode of it, but Kick Batowski Suburban Daredevil. <laughs> it's very similar in that, like, it's fine. Yeah. It's something well, I, I watched. I did not put any fucking rocket power on this. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, and the other one is rocket power because yeah. it, it feels like the same energy of. It definitely has that it, same energy of like. Fucking grown-ups trying to write for kids being thrashers who've never skated in their life. The one difference is, is they at least know the difference between Burton Street. Yeah, that's fair. They did a little research. They they at least did what... It, they at least, like, asked the basic terminology shit. Yeah, fair enough. My pairings are the robot chicken sketch with Skater McGree. It may not have a dead man's curve. It does have an undead skater who died and inspired some kids to do his trick in a very robot chicken way. Uh, go, go ahead and put part of this sketch in there. Maybe maybe just the end or something, Chris. Thank you for getting rid of those skateboarders. They were ruining our cemetery. You're welcome, Mr. Mayor. They don't call me Skater McGee for nothing. What will you do now? I'm going on to the next town to kill more teenagers. You're doing God's work, Skater McGee. Tony Hawk Underground 2. I chose this game in particular because there's a stage in New Orleans where you bring upon the apocalypse and it gets somewhat spooky. Kinda, kinda fitting with the tone of this book. Yeah. And my final pairing is the Simpsons' Bart the Daredevil episode. In this episode, Bart starts doing stunts on a skateboard and nearly does the unthinkable of clearing Springfield Gorge. Both have skateboarding and dangerous stunts, so they pair well with one another. Yeah. All right, last but not least, Sam, 
What's our book report on this one? Our ratings and reviews. That's what I nicknamed this one, the book cool. report. So I would say it's very down the middle. It is fine. Like there's nothing horrible about this, but there's also nothing that I would say when my nephew's a little older, this is a book you need to read. Yeah. It felt like they could have gone deeper with the lore of like the whole like person that died in Dead Man's Turn. Or Dead, Dead Man's Curve. curve the, in Dead Man's Curve. Because they were like, oh, it didn't have to be a skateboard because skateboards weren't around back then. Yeah, that's fair. But I'm like, I want to know how he died. Yeah. And Maybe who, he drove. And who Ben Marrow really was. <laughs> he was always like, named Ben Marrow. Like it kind of gives the same energy of like the Jebediah house yeah. in regular show. Yeah. But at least they explained Jebediah oh, that's good, house. That'd be a good uh, pairing. Yeah, there. There's another pairing. <laughs> um, but for <laughs> Jebediah House, because it's the same thing of like the, like I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Other than a skeleton in skater gear, mm-hmm. he somehow got a fucking skateboard. <laughs> yeah. Overall, it's pretty milk toast. I give it two and a half monster skateboards with a possible that's possibly radioactive out of five. Alrighty, this one was an interesting tale. It flows pretty well, and the characters are engaging. Skate may be one of the. One of my few favorite characters from any book. He's a very well-written, strong, silent type. I think my biggest gripe with the novella is that its pacing can struggle at times, and that the writing can get bogged down by unnecessary descriptions of the character's clothing and and the setting in general. Another thing I can compliment is I find the action to be well-described as long as the author knows what words to use, as I think the skateboard lingo they use may be either outdated or just flat out wrong, like fucking Vert Dog. This one was an enjoyable read and has made me interested in seeking out more Graveyard School books. Graveyard School, the skeleton on the skateboard, receives three bony thrashers out of five. I think it's a little above average. Just Not a bad. little. Just like, I, I think, actually, honestly, put 3.5, but I was like, no, this is a three book for me. That's fair. Alrighty, that's the story. Where can we find everything at? Well, if you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're listening to us on. It really does mean a lot if you rate and review us as well, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. Good reviews just help us help people find us and, and be helpful. You know, it's 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 what you guys do to help us out, and I really do appreciate that. But another way you can help the podcast is by going to our Patreon at patreon.com slash drunkenbookclub. And on there, everything's a dollar. You unlock bonus episodes every week. You unlock... Our show notes, our drink recipes, and so much more on there. It's just a dollar a month, and you get so much. But maybe you want us to read a specific book. We also have a Kofi page. Uh, just follow our link tree down below to find out all our different places to go. If you want us to read a specific book, donate that exact amount. Just give me a link to the eBay page with that exact amount that you just paid us, and I will get that book. As long as it's, you know, fitting enough. Yeah. You know, I, I may ask for something different, but not charge you extra if it's if it's not too bad, you know? Yeah. So, it, it really depends. Nothing over 250 pages, please. <laughs> yeah, no. No giant books. Yeah. Although, one thing I thought is we could always do, like, a part one, part two. Because some book clubs do that of, like... I don't want to do a part one, part two on a podcast. Okay. That just feels weird. Um, And if you want to follow us on social media, DBC underscore pod on Twitter and... At Drunken Book Club on Blue Sky. You can find me on Twitter, um, Tumblr, and Blue Sky Epizerker Rose. Yeah, and we also have a YouTube page as well if you want to watch videos that sometimes pair with these vid- uh, these episodes. I might put, I might play a little bit of Tony Hawk Underground for, uh, one, or one of the Tony Hawk games I have. 
uh, just for fun season, just record it. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Do a little Let's Play. I haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah. God. Oh, uh, that would suck, though. I'd have to cut all... I'd have to turn off the music immediately. Yeah, because yeah. copyright central, baby. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh, but thank you for joining us this week, and hey, oh, make sure to follow our buddies, Brandon and Weiss, who didn't join us this week. Brandon can be found at Aldrich Maid on Twitter and Blue Sky, and Weiss can be found on Force Left Hander. Drop the E on Hander on YouTube and Instagram. And, uh, that's everything. We'll see you guys later, and keep on thrashing! Thrashing!